Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Sir Edmund Burke said this, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph in the world is for good men to do nothing. That better make it to the podcast. That's all I got to say. But the first thing I want to talk about is what tune do you sing to and who do you sing with? (laughs) Do you sing to the tune, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling like Chicken Little? Come on. Or do you sing unto the Lord knowing that if he is for us, then who can be against us? Do you sing like David? Do you sing like Deborah? And again, who do you, because probably the who has a lot to do with what you're singing about, correct? Not in my notes, but something to think about. So write it down. What tune have you been singing to lately? And who have you been singing with? So it says, Deborah summoned Barak. Deborah summoned Barak, okay? And ordered him in the name of Yahweh to take 10,000 men to the Mount Tabor. He agreed to the condition that Deborah should go with him. So this is in the, this is, this is in the chapter, um, and I'm trying to remember because I read it all, but previous or, or following to this. Deborah says, hey, I'm summoning you, okay? I need you, and I need you to take your men, and this is what we're going to do. If you read on, it says, in the name of Yahweh, and I think that's really cool because Barak would, but then if you, if you read on, it says Barak would not go to battle without Deborah. In turn, she prophesied, okay? She prophesied that honor of vic, honor and victory would not go to him because of this. Honor and victory would not go to him, but rather to a woman. Okay, it's in Judges 4, verse 9. So just before that, rather to a woman. Barak asked Deborah to go with him because her connection with God. Now, some scholars uh, see this as Barak being spineless, while others might see Barak making a smart decision. Since Deborah was seen as a mediator, Deborah was seen as a prophetess, right? Deborah was seen as someone that would mediate between God and the people, So the first point is a song can be sung because the battle is won. You see, because victory belongs to the Lord. Deborah summons Barak in the, and orders him in the name of Yahweh. In Romans 8, 35 to 37 says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Verse 36 says, as it is written, as it is written for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep that are being led to the slaughter. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors, man, through him who loves us. Yes, I love it when you give it up for the word of God. Okay, verse two of Judges five. When the princes in Israel take the lead, come on, 
when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. (laughs) Are you willing to lead and are you willing to serve? Are you willing to lead and are you willing to serve? Point two is don't let your limitation be your excuse for not leading or letting others lead. I'll say that again. Don't let your limitation or the limitation you think you have be your excuse for not leading or letting others lead. Trust me, I've had to and I still work through excuses all the time. I, I work through my limitations all the time. Most importantly, God works through my limitations all the time. See, we are capable and we are called to lead and follow at some capacity. And God wants to grow that capacity as he grows our character and our trust in Christ, okay? And the reason many men don't execute is because of an excuse, The reason many men don't execute is because of an excuse. I'm too busy. That's a common one. I just don't have the time, pastor. I'm too tired. I'm not educated enough. I'm not strong enough. And my least favorite, you guys know my heart, right? Like, I love you guys. And I don't see anyone saying this here, just so you know. But my least favorite I've ever heard is, well, I've served my time, pastor. I've heard this when it comes to recruiting volunteers for kids' ministry. And some of us might have even been guilty of saying it before in the past. But try that excuse when you meet Jesus face-to-face one day. And he asks you, why didn't you commit to the call by your pastor that I anointed and I appointed for my children? Jesus said in Matthew 19, 14, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Paul said, even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For if in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. Okay, a little context and a little something to talk about here. There's a lot of influence out there for us as men and not all are godly and our children need godly influence and so do we. Now, Paul says outright that he became the spiritual father when he led them in faith in Jesus by preaching the gospel to them. He spoke somewhat harshly to the Christians in Corinth, but I always loved how he did it. Out of, as a father, out of love, out of seeing more for them, just as our heavenly father sees more for us. Oh, hey, Pastor Christopher calling back again. (laughs) You see, the, the, he spoke to them because their attitudes and because of their behavior. And the Corinthians had been divided over loyalty to individual Christian leaders. And you can look it up in 1 Corinthians 1, 10 to 13. Paul compares these other leaders to overseers of children to show that the Corinthians only have one 
father, one acting spiritual father in their Christian walk. For Deborah, she was the spiritual mother and was calling upon other leaders, princes and others that were willing to follow. You see, we need to be one in mission and one in God's plan if we are to prevail against the enemy. Now, the mission we all know is the great commission to make disciples, followers of Christ, right? Baptizing them and teaching them to obey his commands, all of his commands. And surely, surely, can't forget about surely, she is with us. No, <laughs> surely he is with us always. See, there's always a, a process to the promise, but we don't always like the process. Sometimes we pick our own parts of the process and we eliminate, well, God, I'll hold on to this one, but you know, I'll do this. I'm just not ready to be baptized. I'll, I'll do this, but I'm not ready to teach others what you have taught me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I felt that one. Okay. <laughs> but we, we do this by over, we prevail by overcoming our own excuses to execute. So what excuses have I made lately for not serving? If you could write it down right now, that'd be great between you and God. And if you want to include me in on it later, that's awesome. But what excuses have I made for not serving, not following? See, God chose, it says in verse eight to nine, it says, she's singing, she says, God chose new leaders when war came to the city gates, but not a shield or a spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with Israel's princes, with the willing volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I like how she keeps saying that. Praise the Lord. Give credit where credit's due. Give glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus over everything. You ever, yeah, amen. You ever not, you find yourself in a debate, you find yourself being challenged, maybe your flesh is being challenged, you know, always point people to Jesus. Look what Jesus is doing. Look what Jesus has done. Look what Jesus, Jesus. We were just saying, uh, Lee, we were talking about like, nobody can question your testimony of what God has done in your life. You know, you can go debate all you want back and forth, but when you give your testimony, like, hey, I went through the test. This is what God, all I can tell you, brother, is what God has done and God is doing in my life. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's the evidence. And if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And if he did it for me in the past, he'll do it for me in the present and in the future. See, Israel's suffering happened when they chose to abandon the Lord and serve new false gods. Lowercase g. I like that. <laughs> Deborah describes Israel's rejection of the Lord and the worship of idols like Baal, okay? That's how she describes it. And the evil provoked God to subject his people to the Canaanites. Judges 2, 12 to 15. More for you to study. The consequence of Israel's unfaithfulness was victory by the enemy. It's because of what they chose. It wasn't God's plan. It was because of their way, not thy way. And victory by war leading to defeat and enslavement of the people. 
Deborah's song says that for 20 years, there wasn't a single instrument of war to be found among 40,000 Israelites because the Canaanites had completely disarmed them and left them at their mercy. Where do you feel that the enemy has disarmed you? But you're not at the enemy's mercy. You're at God's mercy because of the cross. In Judges 5.23, it says, Curse morose, said the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord said that. Curse its people bitterly because they did not come to help the Lord, to help the Lord against the mighty. The thing is, those of us, when we don't volunteer, we miss out on victory. We do. We also miss out on blessing. The third point is to be committed to the call, man. Be committed to the call. Don't trade your calling in for comfort. Although all are called, not all are committed. That's something to write down. I don't know if it's in your notes. We're all called, and we all need to be committed. Deborah was this prophetess and a chieftain used by God to lead the people, and not all would answer the call. Maybe, maybe because they saw gender instead of God working through a woman. Maybe they were afraid and based their choices on past circumstances. You ever been there? You see, the cost was trading celebration for curses. Their choice to not follow and get in the battle, man, they missed the blessing. But more than that, now they had a burden. Sometimes we think, oh, I'll just miss out. I'll get it next time. But that sometimes is followed with the burden of not stepping into the favor and the grace where God has called you. I don't know if you've ever been there before where God shifts and moves you. And then all of a sudden, you know you're called to something else and you don't go. Like you don't go on, on, your, on, on his timing because <laughs> you want to go on your timing. But the thing is, delayed obedience is still disobedience. So while you're there, you're really like uneasy and you're like, God, what was I like? Oh, I feel like I've lost my passion. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, this good, but he's like, but, uh, you know, it's a good thing, but it's not a God thing because I've called you here now. Will you step in? Will you follow godly men and women? And, and I just want, I want to be clear because like, you know, I, I, I still know that I'm the head of the household and men, you are the head of the household. So don't use that excuse. Okay to lead your family and to lead your home. God will also and has and continues to use godly women to lead, but we have the responsibility. We are still the head of the household to lead. Just like I'm the, uh, I'm the head of this church. Well, God's the head of this church, but he's put me as the lead pastor. My wife co-leads with me, but she still understands that my authority. I'm still the, still the head of the household. So I just, I want to I encourage you men too, because God will use men and women as leaders, but he has called you to be the head of the household. And there's been, a, not in this house, say not in this house, but there's a lot of boys that will let their, the, the women lead this as the spiritual leader of the household. That's your job. That's your job. Man up. Serve her the way that Christ served the church. He laid down his life for the church. Lead men. Lead men. Our kids are watching us, and not just our kids, other people's kids, other widows that are coming into this church uh, uh, without fathers in the picture. You are spiritual fathers of this house. 
Lead men, they're watching you. They're watching how you pray. They're watching how you get up here and read the word of God. They're watching you. They don't lead us. You know what I'm saying? So I'm proud of you, by the way. I'm really proud of you. That's why that was the highlight. Just so you know, that was the highlight of my day so far, watching you guys come up here. So he has appointed in spiritual leadership. And the only position to take is God's, not our own. But he has appointed spiritual leaders. And so, so many times, like, I don't take that position. I don't take that. I'm like, well, what's God's position? And who is he appointed? This season is, is, is going to be great, man. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't know if you caught the word that we had for it. It's going to be great. It is, if we get on board. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out on the victories, but you can't have victories without a battle. And I don't want to miss out on fighting shoulder to shoulder with you men for the mission, for the Great Commission. It's going to be great, especially for those that are committed to the call and will trust in the Lord with all our heart. Not leaning on our own understanding, right, Jason? It's a daily thing. And that includes following who he has appointed and serving where you are needed. Can you stand with me, men? Is this good? Okay. Praise the Lord. So I actually wrote down, instead of writing verse, I wrote down memory verse this week, okay? Memory verse. Memorize it. Learn it. Get it in your heart and on your lips. So may all your enemies perish. Praise the Lord. It says, may all your enemies perish, Lord. But may all who love you be like the sun when it rises in its strength. Then, then I keep getting a call from Pastor Christopher. Then the land has peace, it says, for 40 years. Look at, the, look at the promise to follow with peace if you pursue the Lord with all your heart. Our takeaway is through godly service, we rise in the Lord's strength. Man. Speaking of godly service, thank you, man, for lifting that lid. You know, I'm, I know the day is going to come. And this is, this, is, this is a service. This is more than just men connecting. And how many of you have seen that God just keeps calling us to another level? We were meeting with men praying on, we still are on Tuesday in the upper room, we call it, right? And we outgrew that space. And we could have stayed there. It did feel comfortable, to be honest. But God has called us to reach, teach, and mobilize, to go. And so on Tuesday, we come together, and I'd say probably 90% of you or all of you actually have either been there or a part of that prayer. And I thank you for that. And we worship God. We start with worship and we praise him together. And then we pray the Lord's Prayer over each other. And then we break up into groups and we pray some more. And we glorify his name and we lift his name. And there was a time when we could all just meet in that upper room. But how... Jesus. So we come back to this point, and I, I believe that you're going to think about this, and like, who has God put in my life that I can... I was thinking, we're driving, and I love Sunday mornings. Just so you know, I'm, I love getting up early, and I'm thinking, if I was a single guy, 
And I was new to faith, new to the whole church thing. And someone came to me and said, brother, why don't you come with me to our men's service? Well, your men's service? Men's like church service? Yeah, for men, for men. And you could come at seven, be done at eight, and go fishing all day. If that's what you want to do, you can go, you know, ride your dirt bike or your quad all day on Sunday. And I'm like, man, if someone had approached me like that, because a lot of the times it's the excuse, oh, I don't have the time. You know, I got plans, but most of the time they're just waking up. Why not start your day off with a, coffee, a cup of coffee and Christ and fellowship, right? Why not start that way? Did you have a word about that? Come forward, come forward. Yeah. I uh, want to thank uh, Pastor Matt. He's invited me to Ruth and Naomi many times, and uh, I want to just lift the men that was there. Um, I stepped out. This was my second time, and um, we were singing. And when you see tears in a brother's eyes, sometimes they're tears of joy. And I'd be remiss if I didn't stay up here and say that. And I'm just so uh, blessed to be here with. Uh, all my, all our uh, brothers here. So, thank you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But we're gonna keep doing this, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna invite God into the situation. Come on up, Gar. <laughs> so I had a quick word. We all have a proverbial toolbox. It means that you can use it, and you can serve with, with simply just cleaning up the parking lot, or you can serve in kids ministry, or you can serve as. Um, helping carpentry around here. Everybody has skills. Just remember that. Nobody's not worthless. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, we're just going to invite Jesus. <laughs> you know, some of us, it might be a reset moment, but uh, I was so honored um, to be a part of your dad's celebration of life yesterday and to hold and go through his Bible as I sat there and I studied, you know, the one of the things that you shared with me, uh, Gary, was you remember you were 13 years old and dad all of a sudden he comes walking into the house and he says, we're all Christians. We're all Christians. He went from Catholicism to Christianity and he says, today we are Christians. And I looked in his Bible and I, and I, and I, and I, and I rolled, I, I, I turned the pages to Romans uh, uh, 10 verse 9 and out of all the verses that were highlighted in his Bible, was Romans 10 verse 9, that if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave, that we'll be saved. He had it. He had it. He knew it. And he confessed it. And he's with the Lord. He's with the Lord. And he has this legacy. I'm telling you, this legacy of family, just the people that came up, your brother, just like you, <laughs> your son, just like you, but just like your dad because of that seed. And that seed came from God's one and only son. And so I want to say this prayer together like we're praying it for the first time. And just invite Jesus in. Would you pray with me? Say, dear Jesus, come on in. Come on into my life. Be Lord over my life. I'm tired. I'm tired of sitting on the sidelines. I'm tired of sinning. Would you forgive me for my sins? I believe that you chose to die for me, for my sins, and that you rose from the grave on the third day 
Thank you. Thank you for being my God. Thank you for being my Savior. Thank you for being my friend. Amen. Stay in the moment. What a beautiful moment. Thank you, Lord, for this moment. If you prayed that prayer, all heads bowed, eyes closed. Just stay in this holy moment. But if you prayed that prayer, whether you prayed for it for the first time or this is your coming back to know God moment, you know, coming back and reset moment, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. He's, he's not ashamed of you. Just put your thumb up. Say, that's me, pastor. This was my reset. This is my coming back, getting in the game moment. Thank you, Jesus. And if you guys are online too, it's just me and you. Everyone else's eyes are bowed and heads are closed. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. I'm so blessed to call you guys my brothers. Uh, the next stage is this. If there's anyone yet that has not been baptized and you're ready to step in in that obedience to follow him, just come forward as we worship and sing. Just come forward. The, the water, the water, step in, fully in, fully immersed. Baptism means to be immersed. Fully in, turning from your way to his way. Going in the water is being buried with him. And coming up out of the water is being resurrected with him. So if that's you, and you haven't had your bath yet or your shower this morning, <laughs> you can step forward at any time. But let's just worship our God and close in praising his name. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.